Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hi there, this is Jillian on Love, and I'm on a mission to teach people how to completely transform their romantic relationships by first transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, single or heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breath, and minds. I have coached and taught thousands to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up in their relationships and love lives. Today's episode is about tolerating too much BS, basically, in very specifically early dating and early relationship. Some of you who are in committed relationships or marriages, what I'm about to say is not going to apply to you. But specifically, I really want to focus on early dating and maybe the first few months of seeing someone. In other words, a relationship that never quite feels like a relationship may be otherwise referred to as a quote-unquote situationship. And like I said, this is not to say that what I am about to share does not apply to all relationships at various stages. However, in a long-term relationship, there is usually a lot of layers that need to be addressed. And so I would never tell someone to end their relationship or marriage unless I knew them and I was working with them or if it was clear abuse. So if you're in a difficult or confusing time in your committed partnership or marriage, then please listen to my episode titled Seven Questions to Ask Yourself Before You End Your Relationship and Consider Getting Third-Party Help. I was asked recently what I wish for people after all I have learned about love and relationships. And I listed a few things. And one of them was for people to stop tolerating total BS from people who are clearly not reciprocating or who are treating you in a way that does not feel good to you. Let's put abuse aside, just basically not giving you what you really need. And perhaps you have been lowering your standards to accommodate having this person in your life in some way. 
So what do I mean by BS? Mixed messages, always running hot and cold, one minute really into you, the next minute not so into you, perhaps acting aloof or indifferent, saying they don't want a relationship, but then keep wanting to hang out with you, sleep together, and do couple-like things together without the responsibility and the commitment that comes with being in a relationship. And here is the bottom line. If someone is giving you mixed messages, it is not an invitation to wait or to strategize to be chosen by them. Because waiting to be chosen by someone who is, for whatever reasons, conflicted about or uninterested in pursuing a relationship with you is so incredibly disempowering. And you don't then want to try to change yourself to be chosen. I don't want you to try to please someone into loving you or into choosing you or into pursuing you. Stop giving them more in the hopes that they will see how wonderful you are. Stop trying to heal them of their issues so that they can see how good you are together. Because every time you get attached to someone who does not want to commit to you, who is unsure about how they feel about you, who is not investing in you or getting to know you on a deeper level, every time you get attached to someone like this, who's treating you like this or who is showing up in this way, in this manner, You've put yourself in an unhealthy situation and you really cannot continue to torture yourself being someone's maybe. And I say this with so much compassion, with so much empathy. Please know that the whole reason why I'm even doing this episode is because I am rooting for you. I have been in your situation before. Because of that, I've lived and I've learned and I've coached so many people, countless people at this point, on this very particular issue. And you need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive yourself. You need to be brave and you need to move on from this type of situation. But unfortunately, what really kills me And the real reason why I'm motivated to do this episode, besides the fact that I've experienced this and I am rooting for you and I care so much, is that so many people, so many of us, will then believe that it's because we don't have enough value. We'll then tell ourselves, well, they aren't into me. They're not choosing me. They're not interested in pursuing something more meaningful with me. So I'll tell myself the story. It's because there's something wrong with me that I actually don't have inherent value, that I'm not worthy. And it's this story, it is this lie that people tell themselves that destroys lives. 
This is the lie that destroys lives. It has that much power. When we want someone and they don't want us back and we feel rejected, and then we tell ourselves it's because we're not good enough. That's the lie that destroys lives. No one wants to be rejected. It is incredibly uncomfortable. Basically, someone is telling you, no, it's not you. I don't choose to build a life with you. I don't even choose to spend another week with you. I don't choose to get to know you better. I don't choose to start a family with you or have babies with you. And that's rough. It's rough. It doesn't feel good. It's incredibly rough when you're falling in love with someone. And it's really rough, very specifically, and this is important, on our egos when it's from someone who we don't actually really know, but who we've convinced ourselves is the right person or the quote unquote one for us or the one that we want. And this is what I see happen so much is that we convince ourselves that we want this person, even though we don't know them very well. We've actually romanticized the person we barely know. We've projected entire future and fantasy onto them. Because, you know, maybe the connection is really strong. Maybe there's a high level of compatibility. Maybe they remind us of what it is that we've always wanted. Whatever it is, they trigger something inside of us that says, yes, this person just seems so right. And most of the time, it's because there's such an overwhelming attraction to this person. And so when they don't choose us, we will go into, get ourselves into a tizzy, strategizing. And this, a lot of times this will be unconscious for you, trying to do better and be better to be chosen. And I am here doing this episode today to tell you to stop the madness. Stop doing this to yourself. I am here to tell you that there is really no force out there that wants to deny you love. You deserve it. You need it. And there is plenty of it to go around. I'm going to say that again because it's a really important message. I am here to tell you that there is no force out there that wants to deny you love. You deserve it, you need it, and there is plenty of it to go around. It is time to stand firm by your own side and be an advocate for your needs and desires and a protector of your heart, time, and energy. So why would someone who isn't invested, who doesn't actually want the relationship that you want, why would they keep seeing you? Why would they keep staying in the situationship? 
why would someone who won't commit to you yet also doesn't want to let you go? Like, why is this happening? And it's very simple. It's because you allow it. There's just no other reason. It's because you allow it. And they likely are very conflicted. Maybe there's a strong attraction to you, but they don't have as deep of an emotional attraction to you, or they are going through something in their life that is making it so that they don't want to commit. But they'll continue to hang out because they're getting all the perks of being in a relationship. And look, maybe you've done this to someone else as well. This is not to villainize the other person. My intention is to empower you to take matters into your own hands and to steer your life and your love life in the direction that you want it to go. You know, so it's very easy to hang out with someone and get all of the perks of a relationship, including companionship and sex. And yeah, basically those two things without then having to commit to what a relationship actually requires. And there's a lot of responsibility in that. There's a lot of time and energy and emotion that needs to be invested in that. So if someone is conflicted for whatever reasons, and I know it's easy to obsess about them being conflicted about you because maybe something's wrong with you. No. Have you ever considered that maybe something's wrong with them or they're just not right for you? I know it's so easy to go there. But it's so important that you understand that it's because you don't have the boundary that says, no, I don't want to do this anymore, or this doesn't work for me. It's the lack of boundaries that is making it so this keeps going on. And it's always coming from a place of fear and perhaps lowered self-worth. You have to remember that if they are conflicted, their inner conflict is not your concern. You can't fix it for them. You can't change it for them. And by the way, whenever we chase someone, and chasing comes in the form of trying to change yourself, trying to change them, trying to please them into loving you, trying to give more, trying to prove yourself by all these various actions to show how you are so high value. These are all manifestations of chasing. And what I want to tell you is instead of chasing them, replace them, (laughs) move on. You don't want to ever strategize to get someone to be interested in you. I understand loneliness. I understand the need for companionship. I am a human being too. But I know without a shadow of a doubt that 
being in this kind of situation where you know you might be suppressing this knowing, but you know on a deep level that you are abandoning yourself, that you are not protecting yourself, that you're not in something that feels good. That feels a lot worse. It's actually harder in the long term to recover from abandoning yourself and your deepest desires and dreams than any pain that can be inflicted on you by someone who you don't know that well, who you really wish you could have, but just doesn't choose you. It sounds so corny and it's said all the time these days, but you really do have to choose yourself. And if you're struggling to choose yourself, join the club, but then you have to figure out why. And that's where the deeper work comes in. So I have a story for you. And this is a story about something that happened between me and my now ex-husband seven months into our relationship. And we moved really quickly. By seven, seven and a half months in, we were heavily invested in one another, deeply in love. Like we were both each other's quote unquote person and whatnot. And so I had already decided that he was the one for me, you know, seven months in. And so anything that was going to interfere with our bond, I saw as an immense threat that I had to completely annihilate, basically. And so seven months in, we had a date and we were going to this show called Sleep No More. Some of you may have been to it or have heard of it. It was in New York City. And this is many years ago. I don't think it's still running. And Sleep No More is a really interesting and actually quite phenomenal performance art, I guess. I mean, basically you enter an abandoned warehouse that actually used to be one of the most thriving nightclubs of the 90s and early 2000s in New York City called Twilo. And it was actually a place I used to party at. And so here was this performance art, weird show. I mean, it's so hard to explain. I'll explain it to the best of my ability. And we were going to it. But the thing about this show is that when you arrive, they give you a mask and the mask sort of looks like the mask from Scream. Because everyone then becomes anonymous. And even though you go with someone, they separate you from the person that you're with because they really just want everyone to go on their own journey, their own trip. It's basically like a trip. And so what I noticed in the cab ride to this place was that my ex was withdrawing a little bit that day. And this was sort of like the first that I noticed this. And this was something that repeatedly happened. And I didn't have the tools at all, emotionally or technically. I literally didn't have the tools to bring that up with him. All I know is that he was withdrawing. That felt awful to me. It triggered a tremendous amount of fight or flight inside of me. It triggered so much trauma inside of me. 
And I was just going to pretend like everything was okay. And so we get to this event and we're separated. And I was like, okay, well, if we're given these masks. I'm like, okay, well, this kind of blows. Because not only do I feel separate from him emotionally, but I'm actually not going to be in physical proximity to him for the whole night. And that made me anxious. And throughout that night, you can tell, even though we're in masks, you know, you know what your lover looks like, you know what they're wearing, right? So there would be many times where I would see him from a distance and I could tell that he could see me, but he would act like he didn't see me. I would want to just go up to him and just sort of grab his hand and just keep going, like have that moment of connection. But I didn't because it was clearly not something that he wanted. I felt that. I knew that. And so I did my best to really enjoy the show. And I told myself this ridiculous story about how I have to be independent and not care, and I don't need him. I can enjoy this experience. He can be on his own trip, and it doesn't matter. And the thing is, yeah, I could certainly enjoy my own experience, and that would be a good thing to coach myself on. But I didn't have to tell myself the lie that it didn't matter. I could have easily said to myself, I don't like what's going on here, but I'm going to take the next hour or two and really enjoy myself, and then I'm going to address it after. But instead, I kept on trying to suppress how I really felt, and I didn't want to. There was an innate wisdom in me already that knew that I didn't want to give all my power away to the situation in that moment. And so after the show, we went to dinner and it was still weird. And I brought nothing up. Now, by the next day, things had blown over. I don't even remember. This was so long ago. And honestly, it's just really, truly is water under the bridge. I've done so much healing around this that even to retell the story almost feels like I'm telling a story about someone who isn't me. And I probably, knowing me at that time, worked really hard that week to to please and to get back into his heart again and to make sure that we were okay. I share this story with you for two reasons. Number one, just to, to tell you a little bit about who I was and what I used to do when it came to this. And also to share with you this. If that were to happen today, I would have likely ended the relationship. It would have been incredibly difficult. Probably would have cried myself to sleep for a few weeks, maybe even a few months, but I would have ended it. And the reason why is because that behavior is unacceptable to me. But before I ended it, I would have communicated. And obviously what would have come out of that communication would determine the eventual outcome. But I would have come on strong with that. And I would have just simply said, this is what happened. You've been pulling away. I don't like that you ignored me. That felt absolutely terrible. And 
no matter what happens between us, I never, ever want to experience that in a relationship. That is something that I refuse to tolerate because it's true. To be ignored like that? Absolutely not. So I had no idea why that was happening. We were just seven months in and everything had been bliss up until that point. And why it was happening, it doesn't even matter. That's not the point of my story. The point of my story is that you can't just allow that to happen. I understand why you do. I understand the fear. The reason why I did, I was so afraid of losing the thing that I believed was supposed to be the most important thing in my life. That thing being our relationship. This was the man I was going to marry. And there was no way, this is where my willpower and my determination really came into play, but it was supporting the wrong thing. There was no way I was going to let this not work out. I was determined. And when I'm determined, I make things happen. But the determination that I should have had was to protect my own dignity and heart and to be loyal to my standards. But I just didn't know I wasn't there yet. And that's why I'm doing this podcast is to just educate you on this. You don't have to tolerate this. And I understand that seven months in or a couple of months in, it could feel really intense. But that is not going to go away. It's not going to all of a sudden get better. Unless you communicate, unless you stand up for yourself. Unless you get on the same page as someone, unless you respect someone else's boundary that they don't really want a relationship and then you don't try to manipulate them into being in a relationship with you. This is not a story of villains and victims. This is a story of full responsibility. So here are some really important questions to ask yourself to change your pattern of thinking and whatever obsessing and rumination is happening, if you are currently in a situation with maybe someone you're dating that's feeling really off to you. So if you are with someone, dating someone who is emotionally unavailable to you, Instead of obsessing and talking about it with everyone, replace it with this question. Why don't I believe I'm worth the relationship and intimacy I want? And this is a question that is definitely going to open the door to a lot of self examination and self-analysis. And it might be a door that leads you down a really long path filled with maybe investing yourself, getting some help. Maybe it's listening to podcasts, whatever it is, a journey of learning to care 
about yourself enough to be in a relationship with someone who has the same level of emotional availability as you do. When you're obsessing about being chosen, interrupt that thought pattern and ask yourself, do I even like them? What is so special about them that I decided that they're the ones that I choose? Do I even want them or am I just preoccupied with being wanted? And that's a really important question because especially in the very beginning, the very early stages of dating, it's not really about our hearts. It's more about our egos. That's just the way it is. We don't want to get rejected. And so it's important to be able to distinguish between the preoccupation of wanting to be wanted and chosen versus do you actually really like them? If you're frustrated with being given crumbs of attention, you know, just a little bit of attention, then they pull away. It's never quite enough. You're never quite fulfilled. You're never quite given the whole meal. They're just giving you enough to string you along. If you're feeling like that's the case for you, ask yourself, why do I keep tolerating less than I deserve? Why do I continue to accept the crumbs? We have to always flip all of this on its head and see it through the lens of our relationship with ourselves. And like I said, these are not questions that are going to have simple answers but there are going to be questions that are necessary that are going to inspire the necessary self-exploration and self-analysis that we all need in order to have healthier relationships, more fulfilling relationships, stronger sense of self, stronger sense of self-worth. The only reason why I did not bring up those things with my ex is because I was so afraid and I didn't believe in myself enough. I was so afraid of losing him, but I was also so afraid of what I had then seen as this vast, scary vortex of uncertainty, which is singledom, being single. I didn't want to start all over again. I didn't want to go back. And I didn't believe in myself. So I wanted to offer you all some practical advice on some things that you can actually say, some communication tools of things you can actually say when you're seeing someone and it is not going in the direction that you would like it to. You feel like you're maybe accepting crumbs. Maybe they're not emotionally available. Maybe they've been saying that they don't really want a relationship or they're unsure. Maybe they're giving you mixed messages. Maybe they're giving you the line that they're unsure about how they feel about you or they're going through a hard time and they don't know if they can really give at the level that you need, that you deserve. All of that. 
So one thing you could say, and obviously use your own words, these are just meant to guide you. One thing you can say is, I really like you, but I'm in a place in my life where I do not want to invest my energy and heart into something that isn't going anywhere. Maybe we should discuss if we're on the same page. Another thing you can say is, I know it takes time to get to know each other, and I do not want to rush things. But I'm also not comfortable with just quote-unquote going with the flow. I prefer to be more intentional. By the way, this is not something that you say after date one, you know, I mean, give it some time to see if there's some rapport. But you can absolutely from date one say, this is what I eventually want. I'm not looking to just date around. I'm not looking to sleep around. This is what I want. Or you say, I really want something casual. I'm not looking to invest time and energy into a relationship right now. Whatever it is that you want, the point that I'm trying to make is you make it known from date one. But this is for those of you who are really wanting more and you're afraid and you're hanging on by a thread and you are grappling with your self-esteem and self-worth and your fear. These scripts are for you. You can also say, very directly. This is what I want. Do you want this too? And do you want it with me? (laughs) Really simple and to the point. This is what I want. And you can briefly explain what it is that you want. And you just straight up ask them, do you want this too? And with me and your heart will likely be beating out of your chest. And there's going to be a lot of adrenaline flowing because you are perhaps bracing yourself for hearing something that you don't want to hear, but you have to be brave. Another thing you can say is, I really enjoy spending time with you, but it's been a few months now and it doesn't feel like we are progressing. I would love for this to grow into something more meaningful. How do you feel about that? Another thing that you can say, super direct, I'm getting a lot of mixed messages from you and I need clarity when I'm dating someone. And then you see where the conversation goes, but it's super direct. Another thing you can say, I really care about you and I enjoy spending time with you. But when we're apart, it's as if we barely know each other. This doesn't feel good. What is it that you want? Because I know what I want. So perhaps we should have a conversation to be sure that we're on the same page. And then lastly, something that you can say, which is again, really direct is this is no longer working for me. I know what I want and need in a relationship. And this isn't it. I can no longer see you, but I do really wish you well. So here are some things to consider pretty much right away. If you're in a quote-unquote situationship, if you're in anything like what I have outlined today in this episode, ask yourself the tough questions. Instead of asking yourself, what's wrong with me? Because that's only going to give you an answer that's going to 
take you down a really self-deprecating wormhole. Instead of asking, why aren't they? Trying to read their minds, psychoanalyze them. That is a road to nowhere. You have to ask yourself the questions that you would ask someone that you love, who you see is going through something like that, and you really want to help them. Why am I tolerating this? Why don't I believe I deserve more? Why am I so afraid to ask for what it is that I want? This is how we get vulnerable with ourselves. This is how we keep it real. This is how we keep it raw. You are not alone. It is part of being human to really struggle with our value sometimes. And it is part of being human to sometimes feel really desperate and needy for something to work out. Does not make you a bad person. It doesn't make you, quote unquote, broken. But it is a beckoning, a calling, an invitation for you to look within. There's no question that it requires a lot of courage to stand up for yourself, to ask for what it is that you need, to risk losing something. It takes a lot of courage to step up to fear, whether that fear is rational or completely irrational. It just takes courage. And that's what I really want to try to help you find within yourself. Remember Anyone who is not choosing you or doesn't want to be with you, you have to trust that there will be someone else. That it's not because you don't have value. You can't continue to tell yourself it's because something's wrong with you. So this episode was about how to stop tolerating mixed messages and less than what you deserve, particularly in early dating and early relationship, to not allow chemistry, fear, or a strong connection to cause you to abandon yourself. It's to draw the line in the sand and say, never again. If you have any questions or you have any requests for episodes, please reach out to me at hello at jillianonlove.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you have a friend or maybe many friends or a family member who could benefit from this message today, please share this episode because you just never know whose life you could be impacting. And I thank you for listening. Until next time. Jillian on Love is a Q Code production, executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson, produced by Ryan Countshouse, edited in music by Will Tendy.
Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Carlos King, one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television. I am thrilled to announce Reality with the King, where we'll discuss all things reality TV. I have interviewed everyone from Nene Leakes, Teresa Judai, and Kenya Moore. Each episode, we will rehash shocking portrayals, honey. Yes! Hilarious shade. And all the drama. Reality with the King podcast is available wherever you get your podcast.